Hello, MavMind Collective, and welcome to another episode of the HypnoSales Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the F-words of the subconscious. Okay, if you're in a customer-facing role like I am, uh, you're probably dealing with prospects during the pre-sales uh, portion of the sales cycle, and then with clients and customers in the post-sale portion, post-sales portion of the, of the uh, sales cycle. And in either case, or both cases, you're having meetings with the clients and customers' prospects, you're engaging with them, having conversations with them, and you're ultimately your goal is to make sure they have the best experience possible through pre- and post-sale. Um, and so uh, the, the F words of the subconscious is one of these kind of ideas that when I, when I started to focus on it, especially in my practice uh, as a hypnotist, I started to realize that this is true for everybody. The subconscious is working with these F words all the time. And the more awareness I had about it, the more control I can have in making sure that experience was perfect for my, my customers and my clients and prospects. And um, so there's this law called the law of requisite variety. And the law of requisite variety states that a person or a system that has the most flexibility in their behavior controls the situation. So that's what these videos are about. That's what my channel's about, is trying to share with you these different types of behaviors from the subconscious level, the subconscious selling perspective, or the hypnotizing of customers, or the customers hypnotizing you even. Like you're hypnotizing each other all the time because we're dealing in these engagements with each other, these customer facing situations, we're engaging with each other at a subconscious level as much as a conscious level, probably more so subconsciously than we are consciously. And that's why whenever you have meetings that go sideways or meetings where afterwards the customer is not really responding back to you or they're just, you can tell by their body language, either in person or on a Zoom call, you know, they're just not getting you or they're just not having the best experience. Sometimes you know, sometimes you don't, but most of the time it's caused by these subconscious verbal, nonverbal communications and subconscious type triggers that are going on. And the three Fs are the main triggers that are actually hardwired into our subconscious to trigger when we feel a little unsafe, when we're not sure. Um, and it's, um, and you probably can guess what they are. I'm sure you probably studied them before. So it's not, not gonna be very much of a surprise to you. But I will share with you today in, in today's lesson, you know, what it is I do to use these F words of the subconscious to make sure I can keep the meetings on track, make sure that they, it goes where I want it to go, the customer has the experience I want them to experience, and I wanna exhibit that the more, more flexibility in my behavior so I can control the situation, okay? So you probably can guess the first one, Actually, I'm gonna give you the first two because they kind of go together. You ready? Okay. Ah, you weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm gonna do that in all of my videos from now on, just little musical breaks like that. Okay, so first two are fight and flight. You probably heard those before. Um, study them before fight or flight. This is uh, hardwired into our subconscious. Now, in business, in a business meeting context or a customer-facing context, we're not going to actually fight each other, and we're not actually going to run away, which is what flight means. We're not going to try to escape because we're not threatened. We don't feel threatened like that in these meetings. But we are. It is going to get triggered. These will get triggered over and over again if you say certain things that cause someone to maybe want to disagree with you. 
Um, and I, I like to say, instead of fighting you, they want to challenge you. They want to challenge you because of something you said, because maybe you frustrated them. So they start to hypnotize themselves. You cause them to start hypnotizing themselves with their own thoughts, their own inner thoughts about like, hmm, I disagree with this. I don't like this. I got to say something. And they're going to challenge you. Now, I've been in very few meetings where it actually got to a heated argument. Maybe you've had those kind. That's not as common. Typically, they just get a little frustrated. They have to say something. They challenge you um, because they're they're in this. They're triggered by this fight mode. That's like I said, hard coded through evolution, millions and millions of years of evolution in our subconscious. Now, flight. It, I'm not going to run away. But what I'm going to do instead in a meeting, and what your customers will do when they're uh, you say something that's maybe boring or too too mysterious, like it's too vague, they can't piece it together, or um, it's over their head. You talk about a subject, you go, like if you're a technical, like an SE, and you go into a demo and you go too deep into the weeds, it's over their head. They're going to they're gonna escape. So I call this escaping or ignoring. They're going to start ignoring you. You're going to trigger this ignoring, this fl flight mechanism, which they're going to start checking emails instead, or they're going to just, just going to think about something else. They might even zone off and think about something else and stop listening to you. So in both cases, they're going to stop listening to you. They're going to challenge you or they're going to ignore you in each of these mechanisms. So what I like to do is I like to take advantage of, because I know this is going to happen, at the beginning of the meeting, my technique, the MAV method, MAV mind method, is I will actually tell them about what's going to happen or that this could happen and what I want the behavior to actually be instead. So what I'm going to replace it with. Um, so I bring it to their attention. Now, I don't say fight or flight. I do it slightly different. But the idea is I'm setting a meta expectation. Here's how we're going to behave in this meeting. I have another video that talks about this, by the way, that gives you a little more detail about how this works. But specifically to the fight or flight mechanisms, I want to make sure I sort of almost like trigger them ahead of time so they already experience the fight or flight reaction behavior. And then I can replace it with a, a behavior that's more suitable so they'll feel more comfortable and safer. And then, then it actually helps me to have a great meeting with them. And they end up having a great experience with me during that meeting because I'm taking the time to, to kind of trigger this. So, so I'll give you an example of what I would say. So I might say, you know, before we start this meeting, I just want to make sure we're really clear up front that uh, there's a possibility I might say something that might actually frustrate you, maybe even get you angry or get you mad at me. I might also say something that might actually bore you and cause you to want to go check emails or just disengage and stop, just ignore me. Um, in either case, I don't want that to happen. What I want to happen is I want to bring you down the path to enlightenment about our product or about my service. I want to make sure that I show you and enlighten you and give you some insights that you haven't seen before about our product. That's what I want to do. So if I either bore you or make you angry or frustrate you, are you okay telling me that and timing me out and just getting me back on track towards this enlightenment, which is where I want to go? Are you okay doing that? So in other words, I'll let them control, be in control. They can tell me if they want me to do that or not. Now, what I'm actually doing by, I know you're probably thinking, I would never say all of that. <laughs> Maverick, why would you say that? Well, I'm telling you, I've done this hundreds and hundreds of times with, I mean, all kinds of customers and even my boss and my, my teams. I've done this kind of thing before. What I'm doing is I'm actually getting them to recall a memory of the last time they might have been frustrated or got angry at a vendor at a, at a, in a meeting or the last time they got bored and started checking emails. By me pointing it out to them, 
without saying exactly what I'm going to say, I just say I might say something that will invoke and trigger these two mechanisms for you to maybe get frustrated or you to, to ignore me. And then I say, I don't want to do either of those things. At that moment when I'm saying it, it's triggering their memories of all of the hundreds of other times they might have been bored or been angry, gotten angry or frustrated at someone else in that moment. And they're actually reliving the memory in a split second. Thousands of them, potentially hundreds or even thousands of these memories of times in the past, depending on their age and how many experiences they've had. They'll remember all of them in an instant at that moment. And it like sets this bar of like how angry they could get or how bored they could get, right? The likeliness that they'll be frustrated with me or that they'll want to ignore me. And the bar is like really high because I'm causing them to think about this without them even really knowing. They're doing this at a subconscious level when I start to point this out. And then when I talk about like where I want to go with it, now I'm giving them them that safety net. And of course, I'm also giving them the safety net of you can time me out if I happen to go too far here or there, either making you frustrated or making you bored. Are you okay timing me out and telling me that and keep because I want to get it on track. And I always give them the reason why I'm telling them this because my goal is to enlighten you about our product. I want to give you insights about our product because that's what we're here to do today, right? So, so now they, they have this bar up here. From that point on, no matter what I say or do, will never be as bad as what they imagined when I got them to think about that, even in the most subtle subconscious way. It's very subtle and very subconscious, but it's never going to be as bad. So at the end of the meeting, the result is they're going to feel like this was like one of the better meetings they've ever had because I already set that high bar and I didn't even get close to it. I stayed within the safe range. And plus, even if I did, let's say I did, they, they know in the back of their mind subconsciously, they know they can time me out if I get too far. So, and I'm telling you, I've never been timed out by anybody by doing this. I've never had anybody time me out because they knew they could. They had the option. So I gave them some, some behavioral, um, I gave them something to actually lean on. They had a safety net to be able to have a behavior that, that, that no one was assuming. I told them explicitly, you can time me out if, if you start to get angry or start to get bored. That's basically what I'm saying. I'm giving them that safety net. And because they have this safety net, now their defense comes down. Now they listen. They love talking with me. They love sharing. And they'll actually open up more too. I've noticed this over the last few hundreds times I've done this, maybe even thousands of times I've done it now in my career. They usually tell me a lot more information because if it gets too into that realm of our area where they don't want to talk about it, they know they can time me out and say, all right, time out. I, I can't talk about that much detail. So they have the safety net. Because they have the safety net, they're going to share everything. So again, fight or flight, use that to your advantage. Help them to feel comfortable. Give them that safety net. Um, tell them that, the, you know, that potentially this kind of thing can happen. Now, uh, I have a third one I also want to talk about uh, and give you a little lesson on this too. So can you guess what it is? <laughs> I'm telling you, leave a comment if you'd like me to keep doing that. I want to keep, I want to keep uh, adding these musical breaks in here. Okay, so the last one is freeze. Freeze. Okay, so freeze is, um, is the, the deer in the headlights. If you've ever uh, seen the picture of the deer in the headlights, the, they see the headlights and then they freeze. They, they, because they don't know if they're, they need to fight because they can't see the threat because the light's shining in their eyes. So they can't see, they don't know enough to either decide to fight, fight it or to run away, to escape. So they just freeze in place. 
Okay. Now, in a business concept text, uh, you're not going to actually cause someone to be like, for, I mean, you could, but typically that's not going to happen. What I mean by this in the context of a business meeting, like you're a customer facing meeting or conversation or an engagement, it's basically breaking up the pattern or uh, like an example could be a technical difficulty that they have um, during the meeting that, you know, the normal conversations going along a certain line, everyone's concentrating and they're hypnotized because they're listening. So anytime they're listening intently and they're not distracted by anything else, they're hypnotized by what you're saying. What you're saying is got, has their attention and they're focused on you. That's what hypnosis, they're focusing on you and they're paying it really close attention because it really matters to them. Okay. And if they're in that mode where they're concentrating and then suddenly there's a technical difficulty, everybody's got to wait, what, what happened? And then it's like you're, you go into this freeze mode. No, nobody knows what to do except for the person that has the most flexibility of behavior, right? The law of requisite uh, variety. They're going to say, oh, I know what to do. Here's what we do, right? So everyone that doesn't know what to do will look to the person who does know what to do and give them control. So you always want to have uh, that variety of behavior that uh, at your disposal. Now, usually in a meeting, here's a good example of how this can happen. Uh, uh, let's say uh, during a Zoom call, like we're all on these Zoom calls now. Let's say during the Zoom call, the customer say, gets a phone call and you hear, we all hear their phone go off, right? And it startles us, what's going on? And then they say, oh, hold on, hold on, I need to take this. That's what they say, I need to take this. And they put you on mute and then you see them, you know, talking to this other person. So basically they're saying to everyone in the meeting, this call I just got is more important than what you're telling me in this meeting. I need to take this. And they're basically, you know, so that's invoking a fight mode in you as a vendor, like, because it's rude, like, uh, you know, we scheduled this time and you got to take this call. Okay, well, we don't know what the nature of the call is, so maybe we might not be too frustrated, but it kind of starts, starts to trigger us a little bit that way. Or we might decide if, it, if they take too long to come back off mute, we might decide to check our emails real quick. So we're going to ignore them because, you know, it's like they're not paying attention. Enough. So, so it basically freezes us at first. We don't know what to do. And then we got to decide, are we going to be frustrated? Maybe not. It's acceptable. Maybe they got to take a call. I guess it's more important. Or uh, maybe I'll just check my emails while since it's taken forever for them to come back, how rude they are. You know, like we're having this kind of reaction ourselves to them. Now, if it were me, if I'm giving a presentation, I probably would not just suddenly get my phone and go, oh, wait, I got to take this and, you know, and ignore them in the middle of a presentation. That would be rude. That would, that would cause them to get frustrated and mad with you. You would trigger a fight mechanism in them, or you would cause them to say, well, screw it. I'll check my emails. Then if that calls more important, then fine. You know, they're going to definitely going to escape and ignore you and start doing something else. Right. But uh, but the freeze moment, uh, you can do other things to, to kind of cause this freeze moment. And then right after the freeze moment happens, which means right at that moment where they're like not sure what's happening in the meeting, like, what are we doing? I thought we were talking and what, you know, because of a technical difficulty, you have an opportunity to actually put an idea into their mind or share a main point that you want to make. So what I like to do, here's a good example of how I would use this freeze moment is, and it's a typical one that everyone's used to. It's the classic, I'm on mute and I forgot to come off mute when it's my turn to talk. Have you ever had that? Like you, you, it's happened to you, it's happened to me, everyone. So we kind of expect it. So it's not, it's not going to cause a fight or flight mode. They're not going to get angry and they're not going to ignore you. It's interesting enough that they'll pay attention, but it does stop the flow of the meeting when someone starts talking and, and they're on mute and then everybody 
you know, what's the behavior? Hey, uh, we start telling them, hey, get off mute. Hey, could you, hey, you're on mute. Did you, hey, dude, you're on mute. Like we start telling them that, right? And, and then you come off mute. What's the first thing you say? I'm sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. I apologize. So you start apologizing, right? That's the expected behavior. So what I do instead is when that happens to me, um, occasionally, I come off mute. I, I kind of pretend like I'm trying to find the, you know, find the mute button or whatever. And then when I come off, I say, I apologize. I was trying to figure out a way to get you to decide to buy this product right now. And I couldn't figure out a way, but I think I know how now. So let's talk about that. Right? So and it, just kidding, you know, like I make a joke about how I was on mute because I was trying to figure out how to get them to buy the product or I was on mute because I was trying to figure out how to get this aha moment so they would understand. So I'll be like, come off and say, you know, I'm sorry, I was on mute. Uh, I apologize. I was just trying to figure out how to make sure you find a, a great value and have the great customer experience this whole time. And I think I figured it out. So what I'd like to talk about next is, is X and then you start talking about it. So you're sort of having fun with it, right? You're not telling them what they're expecting to hear, which is, I'm sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. You're taking the opportunity at that one critical half second when you come off mute where they're paying attention the most, the most suggestible to anything you say. And you put the idea that you, what, what you really want to have them leaving the meeting thinking about, which is, I just want to figure out how to create value for you here. I want to make sure that you are having the great, best customer experience ever. I want to make sure I can help you decide to buy this product versus a competitor's product. That's what I'm trying to, you know, you're joking, but actually that's really what you're trying to do. And that's what they want to hear. They want to know that you're thinking about them, right? So again, that's a version, uh, an example of free, a freeze moment where it, everything kind of stops and then you have to come back in and get it back on track. And you have that little split second to put an idea and a suggestion when they're the most suggestible. They're at the heightened awareness of suggestibility at that point. All right. One more trivial thing I'd like to talk about this really quick. Ha, you're liking these musical breaks, aren't you? Okay, this is something I learned recently I thought was really cool I want to share. When you breathe in and I breathe in, we're actually engaging the three Fs here at that moment. Like it's hardwired in our subconscious, in our brain, how it works. So I breathe in and then whenever, like, you know, like what, should I be scared? Is there a threat? Okay, everything's fine. Okay, I can relax now and I breathe out. And if you think about it, your breathing is a very subconscious behavior. You can take over momentarily and breathe in on purpose, and you can breathe out on purpose, willfully. But most of the time, subconsciously, our, our brain's controlling, our subconscious is controlling our breathing without us really even paying attention to it. And that's because it's hardwired into this mechanism. So when we breathe in, we're engaging this, and when we breathe out, we're disengaging from this. So that is why whenever you get startled by something unexpectedly, you take a quick breath in and you hold it. So this is like, think about it. When you get scared, someone scares you, you go, oh, and then you're like, then you take, then you release it when you know it's not really a threat. But that's the reason why you take that breath. You can't control it. You have to breathe in because your breathing is connected to this. So anyway, I thought that was an interesting side little trivial thing that maybe you can share with someone else. And I'm hoping that this made all sense, made sense to you. And I look forward to you sharing this with someone else, following me, giving me a like, leaving a comment if you like the little musical breaks I put in here. And maybe I'll do more of those on future videos if you like it. And if not, tell me you don't. Give me a thumbs down. Tell me you don't like it. 
I would rather have thumbs up. All right. I know you find value in this. Please, 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 please take care of yourself and stay healthy out there and stay safe. And I will see you on the next Hypno Sales Show.